Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everyone to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ron on ESPN, ESPN.com, Giants reporter. And we're here with the final week episode. That's right. Mercifully. We have reached week 18 of the 2021 NFL season. The Giants play uh, Washington this week. Not like anyone really cares. Could affect the draft positioning a little bit. Maybe they get lucky. Could get up to the number four pick if one of the teams ahead of them loses. I mean, actually wins. Uh, They lose. You know, the sixth pick possible dropping into that spot. So four to six is the likely landing spot for the Giants pick. And then they also have the Bears pick. So that's... Uh, in the top 10 as well. So pretty good shape for the Giants when it comes to the draft. Bad shape when it comes to the current state of the team. We'll get that that in a few minutes. We'll get into Joe Judge's 11-plus uh, minute ramble after the game. And I'll reset what I've been hearing about the general manager candidates because we all know Dave Gettleman is going to be fired slash retired uh, after this week's game. Uh, real quick. Last week's game against Chicago, 29-3, unwatchable. To the point where it was embarrassing. The Giants couldn't act like a normal NFL team and go back and throw passes, right? For a a bunch of reasons. The quarterback, the offensive line, the players that were on the field, the game plan, the coaches. It was was brutal. It was hard to watch. Hazard pay should get for having, having to watch that from start to finish. I feel sorry. For any of you that actually watched that from start to finish, every single snap, because that was barely NFL football. And then afterwards, Joe Judge goes on the 11-minute ramble. You've heard about it plenty by now. It was uh, ill-timed, to say the least. And uh, I think he just got caught up in the emotions at times, and it sounded bad. There's no way around it. In the end, it came off poorly, because he crapped on Pat Shermer's former team, which we all know there were problems and that's, you know, we, we got that. That's why there was a new coach in the first place. Right. The team was not in a good position talent wise as well, by the way, which which they're still in. And uh, who's who's the common denominator there? But don't let me get sidetracked here. What it did was Joe Judge, the Giants wanted to bring Joe Judge back. Right. He was going to come back. Now, I still think he will come back based on what I know of what the organization had wanted. But I will also say this, and I had someone say this to me, you know, afterwards, Monday or Tuesday, whatever it was, that they were under the impression or they had spoken to someone who was under the impression that two weeks ago, Judge was going to come back. But they really wanted him to come back. And after the rant, the ramble, that was now in question. So, you know, if he was definitely coming back beforehand or, or likely, I should say, not definitely, because the new GM could always change everything. But if he was likely coming back, you know, at like a 70, 80 percent clip before, you know, these last few weeks, that ramble might have made it closer to 50 50. Now, if you ask me, I still think he ends up coming back. But it was just a bad look for him, particularly, you know, the talking about the previous regime, the claims about 
former players calling him twice a week, like maybe Dalvin Tomlinson, you know, texted him once or twice and said, you know, I, I really wish I was back in, you know, I was still in New York. Maybe, but nobody's calling him text twice a week. So he, he kind of got, he got caught up and it became a lot of hyperbole in there. You know, guys are coming to my office and telling me how they really want to, you know, they want to come back. Yeah, maybe Jabril Peppers, they've had that conversation. They kind of talked about this, Judge has. You know, Jabril Peppers, impending free agent. But guys aren't just lining up and saying, coming in and having that conversation on a regular basis. So again, hyperbole. He got caught up, it seems. Uh, and just, you could see him getting worked up as he went along. And just kept going and going and going. And the reality is, because when you're losing... There's really not much you can say to appease the masses. He was digging and digging and digging, you know, deeper and deeper where it was going to be harder for him to get out. So that's where that is. Well, I'm going to answer your questions. A lot of people had questions on that as well. I'm going to answer your questions on everything in a few minutes with the Giants after dark. But first, let's go over what we're hearing on the GM candidates. Okay. So here's the people I'm, I feel good about that are going to be candidates that are likely to you know talk with the Giants or get interviews. Okay, so here's this doesn't mean they're the only people, by the way. These are just the people that I've heard so far through sources and talks with making a lot of calls around the league. So we'll start with Kevin Abrams because he's the internal guy. I know that would drive all of you nuts. They can't just roll it back. I agree. Have them basically. Just get rid of Dave and push everybody up and have the same group. That would be uh, the the blowback from that would be untenable for the Giants. It would be a min- another mini benching Eli moment. So I really don't think they could go in that direction. But Kevin Abrams is going to get an interview. He's been there for 20 something years. He's a smart guy. He's the assistant GM now. So expect him to get an interview. Now, if Joe Judge is still around, Dave Ziegler, he's in New England. Monty Ossenfurt, he's in Tennessee. Personnel guys, uh, they're known, you know, they, they have similar philosophical beliefs, having spent time in that Patriots organization, both of them at some point, Ossenfurt now with uh, Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. They have similar philosophical beliefs to Joe Judge. And so if they're going to keep Joe Judge, those two guys are guys that I would expect to be in the mix. Joe Shane. He's the assistant general manager in Buffalo. He's a guy I'm expecting also to get an interview. Really good, super, super smart. Uh, whether it's analytics, evaluations, or money, he's very intelligent, really good. These are some quotes of people I talked to uh, who worked with or for him, whatever. Grinder is a word that was used for him. He'll outwork you. So Joe Shane is a guy. Uh, who a lot of people around the league think is going to be good. He spent some time in Buffalo and previously was in Carolina, which is kind of ironic. Ryan Poles is another one. He's a personnel executive in Kansas City. And from what I heard, and this is really seems to be a theme here, is that the Giants are going to, there have always been a, an organization that has separated church and state in regards to personnel and coaching staff. And I really see somebody coming in a more CEO type that seems to be with these people that I'm listing off here and candidates seems to be what they are and that they're going to integrate, you know, analytics in a more progressive uh, analytical approach 
software into really everything and and make make it flow as like one unit, not all right, here's the coaches, here's the front office, here's ownership. You know, try to really get everybody, and it seems basic, but I never got the feeling that this is how the Giants organization flowed. That everybody sort of, you know, they, they've they've been like separate units who had to work together. Now I think they're gonna be one more one group when the new general manager kind of gets in with a much more uh process-based approach. So we'll we'll see how it pans out, but th- that's kind of my feeling on that. Lewis Riddick is a guy that we've heard now for a while because he was in the mix last time. So I kind of do expect him to at least talk to some people in the Giants organization because I know they think highly of Lewis, uh, obviously an ESPN analyst. He uh, was a personnel executive prior. Ed Dodds is an interesting one, right, because I've heard his name and I've heard the Giants have interest. The question is if it's reciprocated from Ed Dodds' part. I'm not so sure about that as of now. We'll kind of see how that plays out. He's a personnel executive. He's like uh, Chris Ballard's right-hand man in Indianapolis. And so he's been in Seattle. I believe worked under John Schneider as well. You know, now is with under Chris Ballard in Indianapolis. So he's got some good tutelage. He's got some good, a good track record there. Some other names that I've heard, I don't know the validity of it, but that I think Dan Morgan is the guy I've heard some people say should be, that they thought should be in the mix. I I do as well. You hear a lot of good things about him. People's person um, has a real big picture approach. So I think that would be, he's in Carolina now. Also, Seattle, Buffalo, and Carolina. That was, that's kind of his path. Similar to some of these other guys, actually. Uh, and then you have uh, Catherine Raich, who's part of the Eagles front office, VP of football operations is a name I've heard. Uh, just for the Giants, I heard that you know they wouldn't be surprised if you heard them get a lot of different perspective during this search. So that would be interesting. Taking somebody from the Eagles in general, you know, a much more progressive, uh, process-oriented organization, analytical approach. Catherine Rache, there's a belief that she's eventually going to be the first female general manager in the NFL. So that that would be interesting, taking someone from the rival Eagles, especially after the past few years. Uh, and, and that would really take the Giants and put the uh, be a quantum leap for them to you know even interview someone like that for this organization because they have such a different approach in Philadelphia. And look at their approach. They're always contenders. So taking someone from Philadelphia to me and bringing some of their approach would be a, a much different and refreshing uh, approach, in my opinion. Uh, Ryan Grixon's a name I heard. I don't know the validity of that, really, but that that's a name that somebody did mention to me. I, he was a former GM of the Colts. I'd kind of be surprised if they went that way, but we'll see. Um, and so right now, those are some of the names that I've heard. Oh, John Dorsey was another former GM of the Chiefs. I don't know how strong that one is, but it's a, it's a name that somebody did mention to me. They thought he might merit some consideration. It doesn't mean any of the, that these people are getting interviews and stuff, especially these last few that I named. The first you know, five or six that I named, I feel pretty solid they'll be in the mix based on conversations I've had, based on sources. The last three or four are kind of just names that have come up in conversation. So I don't I can't say for sure they're going to be in the mix, but 
just names that I've heard. And uh, usually sometimes with these things, when there's smoke, there's fire. But there might be an initial conversation with people and then you don't actually inter- get an official interview. Anyway, let's get to your questions. On to the next one. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Ah, yes. Now it's time to answer all your deepest, darkest Giants questions with Giants After Dark. We got G-Men on Twitter saying, can you compare Giants fans' anger, frustration currently versus 2019 Shermer versus 27 McAdoo versus 2015 Coughlin? Try to set aside recency bias. Are we the angriest now we've ever been? Okay. So 2015 anger was like, come on. You know, we're so used to being a good organization and winning. We can't accept. This mediocrity and losing, you know, the seven and nine, six and ten. What's going on here? Uh, so that was the anger at the Coughlin era, and nobody wanted to see Tom Coughlin go, even though, quite frankly, that had run its course as well. It's not, I don't want to go too deep into that now. And then so it was, uh, how could you get rid of Tom Coughlin? 17 was, we got to get rid of McAdoo. He looks ridiculous. He's an embarrassment to us. Let's move. We, 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 come on. This, look at this guy. You know, he's, a, he looks like a buffoon. We need him out of here. That, that was the 2017 mood. The 2019 mood was, oh man, this team is just a car, a train wreck, right? I mean, Shermer, like we got DeAndre Baker over here. What a mess. We just trade, we had to trade Odell because we couldn't keep that under wraps. Even Olivier Vernon basically wanted to fight the coach. At one point. So, you know, we're a bad team. Let's get a new coach. Oh, my God. We're keeping Gettleman. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. And then now it's just apoplectic. Anything it's like crazy uncle at, you know, Christmas or the holidays. And anything you say, crazy uncle is yelling and arguing with you. Like, come on. No way. There's no way that's true. No matter what it is. It's like the sky is blue. That is not true. Get out of here. You're an idiot. That's where we're at with Giants anger. At Toterman asks, if Judge is fired, will Patrick Graham go as well or will they force him on the next coach? Here's what I think about Patrick Graham. Patrick Graham is very, very close with Joe Judge. So if they get rid of Joe Judge, they need to expect that they're going to lose Patrick Graham too. So I would, if, if if they fire Joe Judge, I would stick Patrick Graham to get another job, but it'd probably not be here. Uh, at J Jeffries 2 Jordan Ronan, seeing and hearing people a lot of a lot of people asking about if the Giants would entertain a phone call to Harbaugh. This is Jim Harbaugh he's talking about. Is this realistic approach? Chances of it happening? Also heard he was rumored for the Raiders job. Yeah, 
Uh, if anything, I think most realistic might be the Raiders or Chicago. Remember, he played for the Bears, so that makes sense for John Harbaugh. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. Take John in a second, but he's, uh, meantime, one of the best coaches in Baltimore Ravens history. So, no, but uh, I think the Giants would entertain it. Do I think it's a good idea? Not really. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is a personality. He's quirky. You know, he, I don't know. There's something about it that I think it would be just a total disaster with his personality. I mean, he hasn't been in the NFL in a while either. And I know he had success, but has anyone seen this offensive quarterback genius at Michigan? Like usually in college, you see, uh, you're able to work your magic especially offensively and with quarterbacks, easier. But I, So I don't know. I don't think it would be a good idea. I could see the Giants at least looking into it if they decide to move on from Joe Judge. But that's a tough one because he's a big personality. He's kind of known as like a control freak. Then what do you do with the general manager position? I don't think that's the move for the Giants. So I'd be surprised if, if we ended up there in any way, shape, or form. Uh, at Fail Alarm says, hey, Jordan, my... You really appreciate you doing this. My question, how safe are the jobs of Chris Pettit and Kevin Abrams if an external guy is hired as the new GM? I would say the likelihood is their jobs would be in trouble, uh, that the new GM from the outside, and this is usually the way it works. There's a new front office, new GM comes in. You retain most of the guys for the next few months through the draft process and then sort of clean house and get bring in your own guys after that. So depending on how that period went, I would say that it wouldn't exactly bode well for their futures here. Kevin Abrams, it is possible, could be moved up into like a team president type role. That wouldn't kind of surprise me. But on the personnel side, I think everybody should be very concerned about their, their job when they bring in someone from the outside. At Giants 2568, why hasn't anyone gotten statements from ownership? Haven't heard a peep from Mara or Tish. Something should have been said by now, not the BS end of season public address. Well, Mike, uh, let me tell you. The Giants' ownership doesn't exactly talk that much in the first place. I mean, it's been a couple of years since Steve Tisch has talked at this point. John Mara doesn't talk during the season, unless it's on, like, league matters. You might hear him talk once in a while. But so uh, you're not getting much from them. And this isn't that rare. I mean, trust me, I've requested to talk to them on multiple occasions this year. And actually on multiple occasions over the last few years. I, mean, I must be like, oh, they might. I must be like, oh, for 50 on requests to speak to them about stuff over the last five, six, seven years. The last time I actually got one of them was when I worked at NJ.com. And trust me, there's been plenty and plenty of requests to speak with them one-on-one. -on -one. So that's just uh, kind of the approach here. They're not that, they're not really alone. There's a lot of owners that kind of fall into that box as well. Although I agree with you. I think when things are at the level they're at and there's fan discussed at the point of where it is, uh, Giants ownership should make themselves more available. If you want to sort of appease your fans, don't you? But not the approach here. Uh, at Gavel Judge says, is John Mara aware of Giants Twitter and all of the bizarre shenanigans taking place between ex-scouts, current employees? Seems like the clown show is actually the front office. Yeah, and I, what Gavel Judge is talking about is there's been a lot of stuff on Twitter and stuff over the last few weeks of people bashing them and people thinking Chris Pettit is created a burner account, is out there defending himself, which I would find very hard to believe. Uh, so, look, to verify the validity of this stuff is really hard, but trust me, inside that building, and I've talked to people inside that building, they know what's going on. 
they hear and see these things that are being written. Uh, the claims about the, you know, uh, that Chris Pettit is, uh, you know, created this burner account. Like, trust me, they're very aware of these things. Whether that they take action against them, I don't know if that's the case right now. I don't. It's hard to verify what is actually truth. When it comes to that stuff. And like that's why we, you know, we as reporters don't really report on it. Like, there's anonymous accounts. We can't account. You can't account for that. You can't just report with some anonymous account. Oh, we think it's some guy. It, unless we know, we know it's him. It comes really gray area. So, All right. We have Brian Lavin from Instagram says, do you think the reason Gettleman hasn't been fired yet is because of a money issue? Like if Mara fires him, we would still owe him X amount of money. Whereas if he retires at the end of the season, we no longer owe him anything. No, I don't, Brian, I don't think that's the case. They're just giving him the benefit of the doubt here uh, to, you know, retire or he's going to probably be retired on Monday. And, you know, they think it's like saving him the embarrassment. But to be quite honest with you, and I tweeted this the other day, the idea that they didn't get rid of him and really start the general manager process to me is just appalling and ridiculous. Like you have to let this guy hang around to save face with him. He's literally one of the worst general managers in modern history, results-wise. I mean, Jerry Reese, who won two Super Bowls for your team, two Super Bowls, and had a winning record as general manager, was fired because the season before the season was over because they hatched a plan to bench Eli Manning. And ownership, John Mara, has admittedly said he was on board with the plan. So John Mara is on board with this plan that they have and then fires them as scapegoats before the season is over. I'm talking about him and Ben McAdoo. Fires them before the season is over. And Dave Gettleman gets the courtesy of staying, right? I mean, come on. What are we doing here? Jerry Reese won two Super Bowls for the organization. And then they had Gettleman in place, by the way, before the season was even over, which was a complete sham of a general manager search next question from instagram at peter fleming uh he started off with does the front office remain intact when a new gm is hired and i kind of went over that a little bit uh also is ju if judges retain how attractive is the oc position knowing judges on the hot seat would that deter candidates yeah uh it does make it less enticing a position there's no there's no doubt about it uh i know there was a job last year, uh, not with the Giants, but elsewhere around the league in Chicago. And I know a candidate who was there and was saying to himself, hey, this isn't a very good job because I know things are a mess and Matt Nagy is on a hot seat. So, yeah, I mean, if you take that job with the Giants, you know, if it doesn't go well next year, there's a chance you're looking for a job again. But, you know. The likelihood is that it would be someone connected to Joe Judge. It would be, you know, somebody that Joe Judges uh, have a good working relationship with. Or, you know, there's also the possibility you bring in somebody from the outside. Remember, they forced Ben McAdoo kind of on Tom Coughlin. Like they, they forced Tom Coughlin to go get an offensive coordinator from the outside. And then even when Tom Coughlin was gone, Ben McAdoo ended up staying. So it is possible that they, you know, bring in someone from the outside, kind of like an offensive head coach. I could see that happen. And then uh, that person would then be in line if things don't work to have to be the head coach the following year. So I wouldn't. But it does. The, the bottom line is it does 
affect the attractiveness of the job. Shrappy71 says, Jordan, are you looking forward to the end of season as much as us? And I will say this. Absolutely. Of course. I mean, it's brutal having to go watch and cover these games when it's an awful team. And to that point, like you can't, like I can't sit here and break down a matchup in Sunday's game against Washington because nobody cares about the game by like week eight, week 10. People were done with the actual games. Whereas good teams, you know, if I'm covering the Patriots, Mike Reese over there is writing about, you know, Mac Jones and what, what, you know, what the playoff matchup might be and, uh, you know, how they match up defensively against X team and X team. Like, we don't even do that by like week eight, that kind of stuff. It's out the window. So, yes, it's tiring. I'm done with the season just as much as you. Nobody wants to watch an offensive team like we saw Sunday in Chicago. Nobody wants to watch a football game where a team literally can't go back and throw a normal pass in the NFL. So, yeah. It's enough. Also, the way we do press conferences, they're outside at the Giants facility. And it's like a wind tunnel back there. And it's winter. So it's freezing. So you have to get all dressed up just to go stand there and do press conferences these days. So end the season. I'm in. On to the next one. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, we'll wrap up real quick here with a little Jordan on the beat. I'll give you an idea of what it's like uh, postseason for an NFL reporter. And, And this is the segment of the show where I'll tell you what it's like to cover the NFL, work for ESPN, and and be a, a reporter uh, covering the Giants in general. So, the season ends, right? The next few weeks, what are we going to have? We're going to have a GM search. There's going to be talk about the coaching staff. There'll be coaching upheaval, right? Some of the Giants staff, Rob Sales, all but gone. He, he, he's going he's gonna to land in Florida. I don't think that's any secret to anybody. Uh, what are they going to do at offensive coordinator if Joe Judge stays? You know, all these all these moves. That's like the next month. And then the NFL schedule has three main events coming up, right, for a reporter. There's the Senior Bowl, which I believe is at the end of January. Who knows? Giants staff could be coaching it. There is the Combine, end of February, beginning of March. And then in March, there's the owners' meetings. Now, I don't know if I'll be able to go to those three, but there will be a new general manager. There may be a new coaching staff. So these are opportunities, valuable opportunities, the best of the year, really, to network and meet these guys and develop relationships. So you look at those three events, you got 
Senior Bowl, Combine. Owners meetings. The owners and the coaches go. So that's an opportunity. If there's a new coach, I will have to be there. Right. So I don't know which of the three I'm going to attend. I don't know if it's all three. I don't know if it's one of the three. I don't know if it's two of the three. We're kind of going to have to see play by year and see how things unfold here. But that's what's on the horizon right now. If you're an NFL reporter covering a bad team, which is going to have hirings and firings in January instead of playing football. And then your job in the next few months is to meet these guys, develop relationships, figure out what they're all about, have them know what you're all about. So people say, do you care that they keep firing coaches? Yes, I do. Do you know how big a pain in the butt this is for me? Every two years, I have to start all over from scratch of learning about new coaches, general managers, whatever, meeting them. I mean, I'm starting from scratch again. You, you put in all this work for two years, and then it's gone. Put in all this work again for two years, and it's gone. If I are judging Joe Judge, I put in all this work again another two years, and it's gone. Uh, so this is not ideal, this endless cycle that the Giants are in right now. It's terrible. You know, the, the flip side is you cover a good team. You're, you're covering playoff games. You're potentially covering a Super Bowl. Instead of being done on, you know, the first week of January with the 18th week now and when the Super Bowl is, you're done in mid-February. So it's like another six weeks, five weeks of work. We could, you know, worry about the football side of it, not have to start all over again. But that seems to be where we are. It seems to be where the Giants are. That's it for this episode of Breaking Big Blue. As always, like, subscribe, tell your friends. You know how to reach me uh, with questions over these next few weeks. I know you're going to have plenty of them. Instagram, Twitter, email, Facebook, TikTok. I'm everywhere. I'm Jordan Ronan. You're listening to Breaking Big Blue. See you next time. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.